Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Rave in 1993. What were and then, you telling me you didn't? You'd never met anybody who would even know this song. Pragacon, come on, baby. I know one other person that knows this, <laughs> and it was on Rave Till Dawn. Yes, this great the, CD. The that- blue CD front that I bought in. I bought on the street of London, <laughs> literally on a street vendor, like on the sidewalk. You know. God, I wish we were related so bad. There's no way that we're not. But yeah, no, same. And, and that is a great a, compilation of, it of uh, is. rave music. That's from the right. Eight, Kill from the, the DJ. I mean, just all that stuff. Anyway. All right. And now uh, time for the show. Uh, 7 Alive on News Radio 92.3. If you were watching the um, agenda review session for a Scambia County Commission meeting on Thursday, they uh, they were talking quite a bit about OLF-8. That big par- property used to belong to the Navy off of Nine Mile next to Navy Federal. It used to be you know 600 plus acres now. It's like 500 acres to be developed now. And um, there was a long, 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 long process of public input and debate and discussion and disagreement and fighting and emails and accusations and rancor. And eventually produced a compromise called the master plan. The details of which matter greatly, especially to all the people who are concerned about this, which kind of should be everybody in the county because it's a big deal, okay? That amount of property being uh, made available for development. And they've had a top two offers, and now there's rumors of a third, possibly a fourth. We've got two on the table. And Stephen Barry, the commissioner for District 5, says Even the Triumph application was going to take our board taking action to alter the master plan, to change the master plan. Whoa. We know, we know that. Even that 40, that was 43 acres. Just the development, that 43 acres, where they were looking at doing it was going to take us changing the master plan. So we are going to have, we are going to, as a board, change the master plan. It's just, hopefully, you know, the thought is we can keep the spirit of it together. But the, you know, the specific GPS locations where this is this and this is that, I think that's, go, I think that's going to change. So that's going to take an action by our board. Okay. Saying, hopefully... We can keep the spirit of the master plan together. Anybody who was involved in this process at the time or those of us who watched it from the outside, myself included, immediately recognize, like, all your spidey senses go off like haywire. What? Danger? Bad? No. Because when he says hopefully, like, you know, maybe there's a future in which we just scrap the master plan. Now, he could mean anything from minor technical changes that are needed to be done in order to accommodate whatever development happens. That's fine, but we're going to still keep that balance of residential and commercial and um, industrial, light industrial, and, you know, civic services, you know, that kind of stuff. We're going to keep the same basic balance. And if he'd have said it that way, that would have been good. But to say, hopefully, we can keep the spirit of the master plan sounds an awful lot like we're thinking about doing kind of whatever we feel like doing. As it comes back, if uh, if somebody did, you know, you know, maybe reduce a little bit of the single-family residential aspect and increase some of the other. I think our board might find might find uh, favor with that. Yeah, because it was your board fighting against the public on this. That's where the compromise came from. To say your board might find that acceptable is just a way of saying, screw the public. I mean, that's basically what's being communicated. Or I should say, that's what people who are on the other side are hearing. And then when Jeff Bergosh jumps in with... Um, and I guess when I say the master plan, I mean, I, I, th- I like that. The spirit of the master plan, that's good. We can... <sighs> I like that. Why? Well, because that gives me the kind of wiggle room to back out of the deal 
and do what I wanted to do. We can reduce the amount of housing. I think it's better. I never wanted one house on that we know. site, not one. And I'll, I'm going to keep saying that. I want to make sure people know that. And I've always wanted Section 8 on that property. So. Well, <laughs> that's funny. I, you know, I mean, we wanted none jobs, of, but yeah. I, and again, no, these compromises, these compromises, it comes out of the sausage grinder, and then it's a compromise. What does that mean, even? <laughs> that's the whole point, is not everybody got anything they all wanted, but everybody got something, and that was a compromise. That was a deal. That was a signature, a vote, a plan, a map, all of these things. So I wasn't the only one who heard it this way. We'll tell you what the citizens thought in just a second. Candy's got traffic on the fives. As we uh, take a look around, uh, I'm finding the Three Mile Bridge. Somebody had uh, texted this in. Uh, Three Mile Bridge looks like it is backing up uh, into Gulf. Three Mile Bridge going into Gulf Breeze is backing up. So caution there. Caution, of course, wherever you are. Luther Fowler and Berry Hill in uh, Milton showing an accident, but it looks like that has completely been cleared. Pine Forest and Graham Road showing an accident, but it looks like that has been moved off to the side. And certainly if you see an accident or a slowdown or you have any traffic tips, text them in 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So back to the next meeting, which was the forum, which is public comment before the actual meeting on Thursday night. This is John Kellis. We're getting down to where the rubber meets the road, and I'm very concerned when I hear things come out of some of your mouths, maybe not in evil-spited things, but when you're saying to stick with the spirit of the master plan on OLF-8, that hurts me. It does, because there's so many of us that committed our lives, our souls, and our effort to bring this to fruition to get something that we all agreed on. Yes, a long, long, long process of compromise here. And I know where Jeff stands on this, and I know where the citizens stand on this, and that was the fight. And to suddenly say words like, well, you know, maybe, hopefully the spirit of the master plan, and, you know, I understand Robert Bender said something about this that I very much appreciate. I'll play that in a second. But the citizens heard this in the morning meeting and showed up in the afternoon meeting freaked out. And when you start off with the whole deal saying spirit of the plan, to me that's opening the door and inviting change right from the get-go. I'm not saying that it's impossible that everything, that nothing could ever be changed. But we shouldn't be opening the door and saying, give us the spirit of the plan. Yeah, from the start, when you have details on paper, Teresa Blackwell, who was one of the key organizers of the uh, the other vision of OLF-8, okay, uh, sort of Teresa versus Jeff, if you want to think of it that way, uh, and, you know, one of the people who was happy to see the end result be an end result. Commissioner Barry seems to think he speaks not only for the will of the board, but for the will of the people. Reality check. He is just one vote, and this project is not even in his district. And it is weird if you watch some of the things that Stephen Barry does and how he talks and the things that he announces and the way it, I, he seems to think he's the county administrator and the county commissioner and a majority of the votes. Of course, with Lumen May deferring to him all the time, the twins, as people jokingly refer to them, one a, one a Democrat and one a joke, you know, because one's black, one's white, um, one a Democrat for sure and one who says he's a Republican. Um, and, I mean, he's got two votes anytime he introduces something. So, you know, he's got the political power to make it happen. It's, it is weird to watch, okay, as, again, here he brought in the, well, you know, here we've been thinking about this. Everyone's like, oh, all right, I love that. 
Okay, she goes on, Teresa Blackwell goes on. The people spoke when a world-class planner, DPZ, created a master plan. Correct. Commissioner Bender orchestrated a compromise plan that, that Commissioner Burgosh has said he will honor, not just the spirit of the plan, but the actual plan and design code. That's exactly right, okay? And the concern is when you start hearing language like spirit of the plan, and hopefully you start to get worried. Because maybe it is just the technical details of the specific coordinates of how things will get laid out. That's fine if that's all you're changing. But if you're and and if you're immediately talking about, well, you know, less residential is good, and yeah, maybe no residential. Like you can see why people get freaked out about this. So Robert Bender steps in and, to his credit, tries to make a little piece by saying, "Whoa, you know, you guys are overreacting. This is not what we're saying." You might be hearing something that you didn't hear, though, is that what Commissioner Barry said this morning was that even with that 43 acres that we were looking at at signing a couple weeks ago um, that it would have taken a change. It's okay, Teresa. I, I well, just, I'm hearing there. Yeah, I heard what he said. No, Teresa, I'm sorry. I, I Teresa, I'm sorry. You, you cannot speak. Okay. Go All ahead, right. Commissioner. I'm just, I'm just trying to say, no one said that we're changing the master plan. We all say with the spirit of the master plan, is, but we're saying that even small tweaks are going to have to occur, and they would have had to occur even giving the, the awarding that 43 acres to, to the parcel that we were looking at. A, a tweak would have had to occur. So, and, and so I, 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 I want to, I mean, from what I've heard, all of my colleagues up here, I don't know if Mike said anything about it, have said we want to follow the master plan and the intent of the master plan. So um, I just want to make sure everyone's, you know, it sounds like you're hearing something that we're not saying. See, I hope that's true. Not because I have a real strong opinion about what ought to happen on OLF8, although in some parts I do. But generally, I'm, you know, I just think the plan was hammered by the people who are the most interested and therefore it ought to be followed. And if what he's saying is, you know, minor tweaks and changes, of course, no problem. But if it's substantial things that are going to be kind of smudged over under the, well, spirit of the master plan, then it's a problem. And that's why people are worried about this. You know, we went through this entire process and got to where we are. And then to all of a sudden be, you know, it seems like maybe junking that. Well, that's what people are worried will happen. And here's why. Because there is an acquired distrust of this board. There, look, uh, some of the members of this board uh, do very good things, try to do very good things. But there is an acquired distrust by an awful lot of people of this board, their behavior, their motives, the things that they have done or tried to do. Like when Stephen Barry tried to get a quarter of a million dollars in back pay for a decision he didn't make about the retirement fund and Lumen May, same thing. You know, like... That kind of stuff sticks with people, <laughs> you know? And so you can understand why people are not eager to trust in situations where they have learned in the past to be wary. And that's what's going on here. So I very much hope that Commissioner Bender is right and that the plan to continue to follow the plan holds. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see. 721 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're an employer and you have grown and you have employees and you love figuring out their benefits and their HR and their payroll and all that, great. Keep doing it. You know, do what you do. If you're happy, do what you do. If, on the other hand, it's taking too much time, it's distracting, it's annoying, or if me bringing up things like dental you know, plans, you're like, ha <laughs> You know, like, okay. This is why you call Torgus and Causey. They are a comprehensive employee benefits agency, and they will help you take care of your people. They will probably figure out a way for you to save money, give you options, and give them options. And for the most part, just give you kind of peace of mind that you're doing right by them and make it easier for you. 
that's the advantage for more than 20 years. They started doing it with us here about five, six years ago with um, News Radio and Cat Country, and they've been fantastic. Very, very good. 433-9996. Doing this for more than 20 years. Give them a call and get a no-obligation review of what you're doing. Check them out online at TC Benefits Group. For Torgerson Causey, tcbenefitsgroup.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Business owners, are you aware that your current payroll provider is overcharging you? Don't believe me? Get on PatriotSoftware.com to instantly see what payroll for 1 to 500 employees should cost you. Also, don't fall for gimmicks your current payroll provider will use to justify their higher prices, like bundling in extra HR services you really don't need. And don't let them lock you into an annual contract. Patriot Software doesn't make you sign an annual contract. These are just a few reasons our payroll customers rate us 4.9 out of 5 stars. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code RADIO, and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. What is the one thing God will not forgive? After all, the Bible plainly explains that if we seek God's forgiveness, He will forgive sins such as lust, lying, and even murder. But the one sin that God will not forgive is the sin of unbelief. To refuse to believe in Jesus' virgin birth, or His sinless life, or His substitutionary death, or His resurrection from the dead, or to refuse to believe anything that the Scripture declares about Jesus, is to consign your own soul to an eternal hell. The good news of the Gospel is a message of forgiveness of sin. But again, the one sin that God will not forgive is unbelief. Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. I'm Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. Summer is just around the corner and we are once again hosting Explore Summer Camps to provide weeks of fun and education for your school-aged children to enjoy. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we share the many camps available this year and how your campers can get signed up. Tune in Thursday at 9 a.m. to learn about the UWF Explore Camps. That's this Thursday on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. Ever have one of those awkward moments when a business disappointed you? You got ripped off? didn't get what you expected? The Better Business Bureau can help you avoid these uncomfortable situations. BBB accredited businesses are honest, ethical, and reviewed annually by the BBB. Don't experience another awkward moment with a bad business. Trust the ones that operate with integrity. Look for the BBB seal. It's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at BBB.org. Get your finances in order and become financially free with Dave Ramsey. Weekdays 1 to 4 after Brian Kilmeade on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Well, we're waiting. God, the guess who is just one of those bands, you know? 
even you dig into some of their other stuff, and you're like, yeah. So good. 726 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Candy's got traffic on the five, And it's brought to you by Christina Leavenworth and the Leavenworth team today. Three Mile Bridge is, uh, it's not backing up, but it's single lane southbound, moving slowly to the hump, and then it goes into two lanes. So it's clear there after. Three Mile Bridge, again, that's single lane southbound uh, from Pensacola, about to the hump, and then clear thereafter. This is brought to you by Christina Leavenworth and the Leavenworth team. If you're thinking about selling your house, don't waste another day. Contact Christina Leavenworth. Leavenworth team today. Christina Leavenworth dot Leavenrinky Realty dot com. Traffic tips text four three seven sixteen twenty. News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. I feel like that was uh, traffic with Fergie. All that talk about our humps. No, I, and our humps. I know my, <laughs> the, the the three mile bridges. Lovely lady humps. <laughs> That's exactly. That's right. Seven twenty seven. On News Radio. <laughs> Thanks. I'll be thinking that all morning. <laughs> David Wayne person. is in the newsroom with our headlines. David. President Biden vowed to continue the fight for civil rights that 600 marchers shed blood for nearly six decades ago in Alabama. He made those comments Sunday in Selma. He was at the Bloody Sunday commemoration ceremony. That was the day in 1965 when protesters were beaten by law enforcement trying to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Governor Kay Ivey was not at that event but did welcome the president to Alabama. The NTSB investigating after severe turbulence during a flight from New Hampshire to Virginia left one person dead. A private business jet with five people on board was supposed to land in Leesburg on Friday. Uh, That flight ended up being diverted to Connecticut. The agency confirmed the cockpit voice and data recorders had been removed from the plane. And the last original member of iconic Southern rock band Leonard Skinner has passed away. Gary Rossington died on Sunday. He was 71, according to a statement from the band. All right. Wow. That's sad news. Really sad news. All right, David. Thanks so much for the update. 728 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, did you, <laughs> did you happen to see that we've got uh, new words are out from dictionary.com along with oh. ch- some changes in definitions? But mostly it's always the new word stuff that's interesting. And they, they're very clear to say that um, they're not trying to advocate for or endorse any of this. They're just trying to document how words are getting used and bring their awareness to everybody because this is how people are talking. Uh, I'll give you a couple of the new words here. One is um, cakeage. Cakeage? Yeah, cakeage. Cakeage is when you go to a restaurant and you bring your own dessert and they charge you a fee for having a cake brought in from the outside, like for a They do that, sure, sure. Okay, it's kind of like a corkage for bringing your own wine in, mm-hmm. the corking fee. A cakeage fee, I never thought of that. Digital nomad, a person who works remotely while traveling for leisure, especially when having no fixed permanent address, a digital nomad. Makes sense. I sure. Where do I, know, I where do I sign up? I know a bunch of digital um, nomads. That's, <laughs> that's cool. right. Oh, this this actually this is one of my favorite ones. This is you know a lot of times I have ideological objections to some of them. This might be my favorite one on the list. You ready? Mm-hmm. A person who lives with another in a life partnership, sometimes engaged with no planned wedding date, sometimes with no intention of ever marrying, a nearlywed. Oh, that's great. Isn't that a great yes, word? A that is nearlywed. A great word. Yeah, kind of stuck in the nearlywed zone. Uh, hellscape, a place that is uh, hopeless, unbearable, or irredeemable. That's a noun. I, okay, fine. Um, Anti fragile does not mean like you have a good constitution or you're sturdy. It means that you become stronger when stressed or encountering uncertainty or risk, uh, like a structure that's designed to be flexible and then bad weather makes it be stronger mm-hmm. is anti-fragile that's I guess interesting. Kind of the idea there. Okay. and uh, there's one from the world of baseball a north paw a right handed pitcher oh because a south paw I mean, of course, is a left handed pitcher. pitcher I never thought about we that we weren't really missing that one though by the way <laughs> north paw David what do you have coming up sir
NASA has awarded a huge contract to a company owned by the Porch Creek Indian Tribe. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. The FBI is looking for four Americans believed to have been kidnapped in Matamoros, Mexico, just across the border from Brownsville, Texas. The Americans had gone across the border on Friday and were traveling in a white minivan with North Carolina license plates. The FBI's San Antonio Division Office says the vehicle was fired upon shortly after crossing into Matamoros. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. One person's killed, two injured in a single-engine plane crash in Lindenhurst, New York's Long Island. Shortly after takeoff, the pilot issued a mayday signal saying there was smoke in the cockpit. The pilot turned back to the airport in nearby Farmingdale, but the plane came down in a residential neighborhood. Three people were on board the plane. One person was killed. Two others were injured. Officials say no one on the ground was hurt, and the FAA and NTSB is investigating. Box of Ted Lindner. A Boy Scout's mother's been killed by a fallen tree during a hike in Cupertino, California. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731. It's News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, it is 63 and mostly cloudy in Pensacola. A communications company owned by Atmore's Porch Creek Indian Tribe has now been awarded a big contract worth hundreds of millions of dollars to manage NASA's communications services. PCI Productions LLC will be managing communications for all NASA centers, and that includes the NASA headquarters. The contract, reportedly worth $218 million, should last about 16 months. A NASA spokesman says it's a big step for the space agency to connect the world with their missions. Panama City man getting treatment after jumping from the Navarre Beach Causeway over the weekend. That all happened on Saturday. It resulted in a long backup for traffic trying to get to Navarre Beach. And FHP says a man had already been involved in a crash. He was driving a U-Haul box truck when he drove into the oncoming lanes of traffic, got out of the vehicle while it was still moving, and jumped off of the bridge. That man, though, was luckily quickly pulled from the water by some local boaters who gave him CPR and then got him to paramedics. He, he, was, he was in a bad place. He was in a bad place. And I just told him, you're not alone, brother. You're not alone. I said, if, if God kept you alive from jumping off the bridge and putting us in the, in the position to be able to get you out of the water and get you to the paramedics over at Juana's, um, then God's got a purpose for you. You're not alone. That's Guy Michael. He talked with Channel 3. Now, he and his wife were the quick-thinking boaters that saved that man's life. FHP says they're still investigating all of the circumstances in this case. And as for criminal charges, they say that will be determined later for now. That man receiving both both physical and mental health treatment. Police are trying to find the person or people that vandalized the entrance signs at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. Daniel Martindale has more. Employees arrived Sunday morning to find Ronda Fascist spray-painted on the signs. It happened ahead of a visit to the library by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in the afternoon. DeSantis had a sold-out event where he spoke and signed his new book. The graffiti was removed before he arrived. Police believe it happened sometime late Saturday night or early Sunday morning. I'm Daniel Martindale. A Volusia County man now healing after an encounter with an alligator. Scott Hollingsworth was bitten on the leg Saturday night outside of his home in Daytona Beach. He says he went to the door when he heard a noise. When he went outside, he was bit by a nine-foot gator. He says he's bandaged, but okay, but the gator had to be euthanized. Hollingsworth tells uh, tells a news crew there in Daytona Beach that he grew up on a farm and loves animals, but uh, this was not his favorite encounter. 
Ferry cruises are back. Pensacola Bay City Ferry Cruises officially returns Saturday. They've got service now between downtown Pensacola, Pensacola Beach, and once again, Fort Pickens. That's uh, for the first time since Hurricane Sally. The ferry will be setting out to those three locations every Saturday. On Sunday, they're now offering historical tours of Fort Pickens. And during that event, you'd set out from downtown and head to Pickens. Then there's a tram available. can take you to the uh, beach at Battery Langdon or the Fort Pickens Campground. Uh, They're also now offering sunset cruises for Fort Pickens campers on Sundays. Now, for tickets or schedules for any of that, just visit their website, PensacolaBayCityFerry.com. 7.35 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Sure. Uh, we are watching a three-mile bridge. A lot of people texting in uh, because it is very slow southbound. And as I understand, it's two lanes up to the hump. <laughs> that lovely lady hump. <laughs> Which Thank you so much, Andrew. Um, uh, oh, you have not? Okay, good. Uh, then clear thereafter. So it goes from two lanes down to one lane. So it does go in pretty fast. That's traffic on the fives. And this is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. And Executive Landscaping, uh, of course, they are big enough to get the job done. Uh small enough to care. Call 2503-756 for no hassle estimate. That's 2503-756 for executive landscaping. If you have traffic tips, text them in 437-1620. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. There will be a chance of some fog throughout the morning hours. Fog clears up as you head into the afternoon. Temperatures warm up near 78 degrees for your high. 20% chance of a stray shower. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 67 degrees with fog possible through the overnight period. For Tuesday, 10% chance of a stray shower, otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 83 degrees. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 67. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Right now, it is mostly cloudy, 63 in Pensacola, 66 in Gulf Breeze, 57 in Milton. Our next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. I'm Dom Savino with your Money Now. It's been a bumpy go of things for Altria, the maker of Marlboro cigarettes, as it tries to strengthen its portfolio of smoke-free products. Friday, the company exited its stake in e-cigarette maker Juul, which has faced increased scrutiny from regulators amid a rise in vaping among teens. But Altria got back in this morning, buying Juul competitor Enjoy for two and three quarters billion dollars in cash. Enjoy is one of the few e-cigarette makers whose products have clearance from federal regulators. Good news on the cancer-fighting front. AstraZeneca says its new cancer drug has shown clinically meaningful and durable responses in a Phase two trial. The drug, called Enhertzu, targets certain kinds of breast, gastric, and lung cancers. Stocks search for direction at the start of a busy week as futures are mixed on Wall Street. The monthly jobs and monthly jobs opening reports headline a full week of economic data. That's your Money Now. Join Bob Burgi, Senior Wealth Advisor of Alpha Star Wealth Management, this morning at 9 on News Radio 923 for Your Money Matters on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Remember, it's not about what you make, it's about what you keep and eventually pass on to the folks you love. Learn how to take financial control, avoid unnecessary taxes, and combat the latest threats to your retirement savings. Bob will be taking your calls and questions this morning at 9 with Alpha Star Management on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Join Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce, on the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. 
Tune in this morning at 9.30 to find out about upcoming events, all the different programs, as well as highlight some of our members. It's the Chamber Connection Show, today at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola is your source for informative, local, dependable news and talk. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay gets you a breakdown of the local issues from the county commission meetings to new developments. Have talk gets your local expert opinions on everything from gardens to HVAC. Brian Kilmeade interviews the national newsmakers. Dave Ramsey helps you become debt free. Pensacola right now infotains on your drive home. Local and Fox News at the top and bottom of every hour. And traffic on the fives during your drive time. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. Well, life on the farm, I kind of laid back, ain't much an old country boy of me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack, I thank God I'm a country boy. And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor. We're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Yes, it is our monthly opportunity to connect with Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, doing great. It's always so good to hear your voice. Um, I had a news story that came up a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to follow up with you on it. It had to do with the challenge that some farmers have when they have these uh, you know, very expensive pieces of machinery that you own, like, you know, your uh, cotton harvester, all that kind of, I mean, you have lots of them. And the uh, the issue was that when it breaks down, there's a maintenance agreement with the manufacturer that they have to do the maintenance. And as a result of that, you're sometimes without your piece of equipment for days or weeks until they can get the maintenance people to come to you. And there was a bill, I think, was proposed to, you know, basically make that an illegal agreement so that the farmers like you could work on the equipment on your own and not void warranties and things like that in order to kind of, you know, keep it running in a timely way. Is that is that something is that basically how it works? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I found that story very concerning. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very complicated. I was actually uh, I sit on a technology advisory committee for American Farm Bureau, and I was in Washington D.C. a couple of weeks ago, and this is one of the things we were actually meeting about. Um, it's called the right to repair, and what it is is you know farmers number one we try to do as much work on our equipment as possible, right? We try to we try to to keep from having those high-dollar bills. We try to keep things done in a timely manner. We just like to fix our own stuff at the end of the day. Um, so what, what this is about is we can still fix a lot of the mechanical stuff as, as the machinery, the technology in the machinery has increased. You know, there's so much computerized stuff and digital stuff on these machines now. But that's, that's more where this is headed. That's more where the right to repair um, comes into play. And so, like I say, if it's something nuts and bolts flies or a, a leak in hydraulic hose or a bad hydraulic cylinder, something like that, we can fix all that. It's when we want to get into the computer system of the tractor, just like on your car when a check engine light comes on. It's that same type of thing. We want to be able to access the computer system on the tractor to find out what's wrong with it or to try to repair it. And so, you know, a lot of that's proprietary stuff as well as 
safety stuff. Yeah. So this has been a long, drawn-out process. It is a sticking point in a lot of ways for the farmer and for the manufacturer. And so American Farm Bureau has uh, negotiated with John Deere a memorandum of understanding concerning the right to repair. Okay. That's just basically that's 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 the beginning of it. There, you know, some people say there's no teeth in the memorandum of understanding. You know that they can't be that John Deere can't be held accountable, that type of thing. But it is it is the the beginning of negotiations. It's the beginning of something to, you know, to bring both sides to the table and get it where we can. Uh, begin to repair those types of issues that we haven't been able to repair in the past. And and, and a lot of what we're talking about is specifically software type stuff. Well, that that helps, and that that, kind of clarifies it for me. I know when I first read the story, it felt a lot like the, you know, speed, uh, the seeds specially formulated so that you couldn't plant them yourself and you had to buy them again the next year. Like, you know, they were basically keeping the the ownership of the repairs in-house and making it so that you were harmed, I mean, in a sense, because you can't get the machinery back and operating quickly. But, you know, to hear that it's more of the specifically with the software and that there's a kind of a specialty to it, I, I can see both sides on this, and at least I'm glad to hear that there's some kind of an agreement, as at least appears to be, in the offing. One of the... um. One of the other things I wanted to ask you about, just because we've got, like, you guys are preparing to plant right now and you're thinking about the future, how is the warm weather affecting that, the early warm this year? How much, if at all, does that factor into the things that you're doing right now? To be honest with you, the the biggest um, problem with a warm winter like we've had, I know we had that one cold spell, what, right around Christmas, wasn't it? Right. But for the most part, our winter's been pretty mild this time. Um, our diseases and pests that that harbor over winter. Oh. So if we yeah. have a real cold winter, a lot of times I'll take care of some of our problems for the next year. But we haven't had that this time. So I anticipate, you know, some of our disease pressure is going to be higher. Some of our pest pressure is going to be higher from simply just not having enough uh, long-duration type cold weather. And the other part that gets you is, you know, just like this week we've just finished and, and the week that we're having so far, it's been very warm. And and you see it yourself, you know, people wanting to go buy stuff and get their garden started and things like this. You know, this this is a this is a fault spring. <laughs> there's more there's more cold weather more than likely coming, you know, and so it's 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 easy to have a week or two of weather like this and just think, you know, spring is sprung, it's here, let's get busy, only to find out, you know, end of March, 1st of April, you know, always around Easter, we pretty much have a cold snap. So it's easy to get tricked into wanting to do something too early. Um, I, I, I bet that, it that, is. That's, that's the biggest problem. That's why you got to have life as a farmer behind your, your decisions instead of, you know, you know, uh, a little bit of schooling and, you know, two months on the job is probably going to make the wrong one. We're talking to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay. Hang on for just a second, Ryan. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Uh, taking a look around. Uh, just watching the Three Mile Bridge right now. It's down to one lane. This is, well, two lanes uh, southbound and then, er, I'm sorry, one lane and then it, it merges and, and breaks up into two lanes. Three Mile Bridge lane, uh, Southbound lane is uh, one lane and very slow as you're coming from Pensacola into Gulf Breeze. Then you get to the hump and then it's two lanes. They're doing construction on the bridge, so it's clear thereafter. Traffic tips, sex 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms. Ryan, I, 
I figure what you're doing right now is mostly planting and preparing the soil with lime applications and things like that and fertilizer. Is that right? That's right. We're uh, getting close to wrapping up our lime applications, and then we'll turn right back around and come over the same land and put out begin putting out some of our other nutrients that, that we'll put out pre-plant. Um, this week we'll begin terminating some of our cover crops, uh, most especially where our Corn is going to be planted. We should be planting corn. Um, it'll probably, and there again, you know, it's weather dependent, but probably uh, probably around March 20th, kind of in that time frame. So we're beginning to get the land ready where we're going to plant that corn. But but like you said, it is a, it's a very complicated decision. You know, we've talked about how, how farming is always just a big gamble. Everything you do, every decision you make is a gamble because there are so many different things at play that, that can can mess up your decision but um very hard to decide especially this year with some of the prices and some of the prices that the crops would bring um tied with the input prices that we know we're going to have it's hard to figure out where you might make your most profit get your most return on investment and it's, uh, there are other complicated factors too you know some crops follow well behind others and some don't some you need a a two or three year rotation for it to work best and you don't want to mess it up planting another crop. But at the same time, we've got to do whatever it takes to get through this year and be profitable enough to get the farm next year. So, you know, there's, there's a lot, it's a very complicated decision trying to figure out what's best for your operation. And there's a lot of stress in that because once, once you plant that seed, it's done. Whether you've done it right, <laughs> done it wrong, whether you've chosen the right variety or the wrong variety, the right type crop, wrong type crop, it's done. You're living with it for that for the rest of that year. You can't and just so, have you, know, a, you can't it, just it have a, wheat in the ground and see or, or uh, um, uh, cotton in the ground and then discover that the cotton price is bad. So we're going to switch to you know peanuts. <laughs> it doesn't really work that that's way. That's right. And, I mean, you're trying. <laughs> You're trying to second guess the world, you know, and yeah. it's, 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 it's very difficult. Hey, uh, we always like to end with a farm fact. you have a farm fact for us this week, Ryan? I do. I actually have a couple of things here. March is actually National Peanut Month. Yes. It's, it's to recognize peanuts. March 1st was National Peanut Butter Lover's Day, and so we'll talk about peanut butter. There are enough peanuts grown in one acre to make approximately 35,000 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And now all I want <laughs> is a peanut yes, butter and jelly sandwich, right? <laughs> Eat more peanuts. Eat more peanuts, your motto. Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, as always, man, thank you for joining us. Thank you for teaching city folks like me about farming and uh, for feeding my kids and putting clothes on their back. Man, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you next month. Thank you. Y'all have a great week. You bet. 749 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're getting ready to buy that next vehicle, let me strongly recommend Frontier Motors. You know, I tell you all kinds of reasons why. One of the reasons why, like, honestly, probably my favorite reason why is because of what they do after they sell you a car. And I was surprised by this. I'd never encountered this in my life. There's something that happens right when you buy it. I won't ruin it for you. It's cool. You'll like it. Uh, But then after you buy it, like six months afterwards, Calvin called me and said, you know, how's the Odyssey? And I'm like, it's fine. Why are you calling me? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, he's a nice guy, but why are you calling me? He's like, just to make sure. I'm like, okay, bye. And then a year after we bought the Odyssey, he's like, is there anything? Any, he called me out of the blue. Is there anything wrong with the car? I'm like, well, one of the physical keys doesn't work. It's a, it's a minor thing. We're never going to. He's like, bring it in. We'll replace it. I'm like, 
sure, I bet you will for 150 bucks or whatever. He's like, no, no, on us. You expect the two keys, you get two keys. Okay. So I brought it in, the physical key, which we'd never used because he always used the fob. They replaced it in about five, ten minutes, and that was it. Why? Why would a company do that? Because they don't want to sell you one car. They know the reputation that used car places have, and they're doing everything to disprove that. They want you to buy every car you're ever going to buy from them and your family and your friends because that's how they've been around for so long. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Hey, Pensacola, Dave Ramsey here. I want to talk to you about my friends over at Gulf Coast Air Care. They've been trusted members of your community for over 25 years. Owner Todd St. Ors and his team focus on the indoor air quality side of HVAC for the people who want comfortable, healthy, and energy-efficient homes and workplaces. Gulf Coast Air Care can help you with dusty, moldy, or leaky duct systems, hot or cold rooms, and odors, and humidity issues. They test for duct leaks, and they do the repairs. If you need duct cleaning, duct repairs, or air filtration, you should call them today. Remember what Todd always says, if you don't have a good air filter, you are one. Call Gulf Coast Air Care today at 850-934-2768 or visit them online at gulfcoastaircare.com. That's 850-934-2768 or gulfcoastaircare.com. This morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Get better health with scientifically proven technology that's not going to the gym. Diet supplements, pharmaceuticals, or medical treatment. Hear how OsteoStrong helps many improve bone density, posture, balance, athletic performance, and less joint and back pain. Find out more this morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. Listen to local talk, national talk, local news, and national news on News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3, 95.3, on the AM dial at 1620. I love you. I know. from some Leonard Skinner fans for a little Skinner tribute and uh, fair, appropriate, certainly so. Uh, to hear about passing, that was certainly sad. And then we locally, uh, we had the passing of somebody incredibly, incredibly important uh, to this community in Lewis Bear on Friday morning. And, you know, I've got a couple of audio clips here I wanted to share with you. One was uh, from the Big Brothers Big Sisters Northwest Florida opening of their facility back in 2019 when I was there. On behalf of the Bear Family Foundation, I want to thank all of you for being here today. Um, we talk about it takes a, a village to raise a child. And Finally, Big Brothers Big Sisters has their village here. So uh, we're quite proud to be part of it. We appreciate the opportunity to be here today. 
and we hope that you will all participate in this uh, uh, fundraising activity with us. So thank you very much. And I mean, you know, Miss Lewis is involved in everything from being on Triumph to pushing economic development to massive amounts of money given to local charities. That's why his name is on the Baptist facility on the uh, the uh, the YMCA. I mean, like everything, right? Even 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 the IHMC expansion. I remember from back in uh, 2020. They truly are an economic development engine for our community, and this project is. That. You know, just like all the things, and I've been to several of the uh, Bear Family Foundation when they would uh, announce the recipients, and it was this massive list of all of these organizations that, um, you know, and like the legacy of that business going back so long, and of course his kids, you know, um, fairly close to uh, most of his kids, and, you know, just... It, just Anyway, it's a it's a real loss for our community, somebody who had done so much, and somebody, like even Quinn Studer, I think, was the one who said... Um, it's hard to find anything good that happened around here that didn't have his influence in it somehow or other, you know, and I just, you know, the tributes that have been pouring in for him. It's just a, you know, it's, it's a pretty impressive legacy. 755 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And traffic on the fives is brought to you by ECUA. Three Mile Bridge, single lane, uh, southbound. This is coming from Pensacola into uh, Gulf Breeze. But once it hits the hump, it goes down to, it goes up to, I should say, two lanes. So it's flowing a little bit smoother uh, in that area. Erica Court, Mobile Highway in Pensacola, showing a hit-run crash, not showing a roadblock this morning. And then 29 in Broad Street. As I understand, 29 is backed up to Broad Street. I think that's southbound. Certainly, uh, if you see an accident or a tra- you have a traffic tip, by all means, text those in. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. And and by the way, just one last quick thought about Lewis Bear is, uh, like, Belle and Lewis are just, you know, Belle is such a sweetheart. <laughs> you know, just such hey, a tremendous. And, and, and listen, they were like best friends with our owners, Dave and Mary Hoxing. And so just kind of, you know, I know you're praying for the, the Bear family, but, you know, our our owners have had some pretty big losses in the last year, some very, very dear longtime friends. Um, so just maybe keep them in your prayers, too, if, if, if you don't mind me asking for that. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Former Michigan State University basketball star Keith Appling will spend between 18 and 40 years in prison for killing a relative in 2021. Appling pleaded guilty last month in the shooting death of 66-year-old Clyde Edmonds. The FBI now asking for help identifying suspects who reportedly assaulted and kidnapped four Americans in northeastern Mexico. The FBI's San Antonio office says the Americans were driving a minivan with North Carolina tags into Matamoros on Friday. They were shot at by the unidentified gunman. All four Americans were placed into another vehicle, then driven away by the suspects. And uh, a Utah woman has now won the national competition for grocery store bagging. Carly West won the uh, National Grocers Association Bagging Championship in Las Vegas recently. She works for uh, a Utah grocery chain known as Macy's, who apparently has quite the lineage in grocery store bagging. They have five national bagging champions in the last 20 years. So uh, she got a nice trophy and a $10,000 prize. Nice. All I'm saying is that when I hear that somebody won the bagging championship in Las Vegas, 
This is not what I'm <laughs> not the first of. thing that comes to mind, right? <laughs> I get 757 that. 757 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, off color. I'm Andrew McKay. Um, <laughs> back to, I'm gonna have to look up bagging, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying what I don't think of anything specific, but I think it's probably not related to groceries. Oh, sure, sure, that's, sure. That's what I think. I don't You've have clearly it. never worked at a grocery store. Well, that could be true. Yeah. Also, <laughs> that could also certainly be true. Uh, Saturday Night Live weekend update. Fairly funny over the weekend. <laughs> Tennessee Governor Bill Lee has signed a new law banning public drag performances with a six-year prison sentence for repeat offenders. As first predicted in the now documentary, Medea Goes to Jail. (laughs) The U.S. Energy Department concluded that COVID likely originated from a Wuhan laboratory leak and not a wet market. So I gave up eating bats for nothing? Come on. As this year's award season gets underway, there's growing movement to get rid of the gendered categories of best actor and best actress and instead call them best actor and best actor who got paid less. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. And then this is, my, this, is, this is actually my favorite one. A California man has set a new world record by visiting Disneyland for 2,995 consecutive days, but still no sign of his kid. A new study... (laughs) That's the warm-up. I tried to plow right through. (laughs) A new study finds that married men live a longer, healthier life. Yeah, but for what? (laughs) (laughs) I looked at my wife, she looked at me, and we were dying. That was funny. Listen on air at 92.3.